I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles Chapter 13 Avengers in the Secret Service. Wow, Emily, I really wasn't sure if you were going to be able to get through that one, but you I, did. I, I almost had to take a breath, but I didn't. I didn't. I held it. You made it. Oh, you man. made it. Oh, man. Gasping for air. All right. All right. Well, we made it to episode 13, which is crazy town. I, I mean, dang, we are so far into this show. It, like, it feels far, but then, like, not. Because 13, that's not a very high number. Like Yeah, I guess. Like, I can get through 13 episodes <laughs> binging, like, really fast. Oh, one. yeah, like, all of the... Unless it's, you know, Iron Fist or something. Well, yeah, that, you, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just physically daunting. <laughs> and mentally, mentally frustrating. So it's just oh, harder. Completely. It's harder. Yeah, much, much more difficult. Not anything like Indiana Jones, which I enjoy watching heavily. It's so much fun. I love this show. Honestly, it just makes me so happy. I'm trying to decide if this was my favorite episode. <gasps> really? Purely for one reason only, and you already know why, Alessandra. Yes, I do know why. It's it's a bad reason to have this be my favorite I know. episode. I, I, I think so, think too. I think it's a good reason to have this we'll be my favorite We'll get episode. there. We'll get there, everybody who's listening. Um, you may know that this is something that Emily likes already, but we'll, we'll, you'll see. I don't what? know how oh, else to... What do you... What? What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm trying to trying to make it sound like it's it's a it's exciting and you should should be excited. But I, I um, it's extremely know. exciting because everything about it is exciting. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's extremely vague, and you guys don't know anything. But I want to start off by saying that I think I, I like how they change up the beginning of every episode. Now I I didn't really notice at first, but especially in these last two episodes, this one and then the one prior, that they that they kind of make the title sequence kind of like how the episode is. Mm-hmm. Like how in the last one it was like Attack of the Hawkmen, which was kind of like some weird superhero opening where the thing like just spun around really fast and then like stopped. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and it was like Attack of the of the Hawkmen. It just seems like they're all like kind of TV movies now where they weren't really before. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, and because this one, the the title, the Adventures in the Secret Service, was like typing out like on a typewriter, but kind of s- made it seem like a spy like feeling, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, like so. <sighs> Indie. And one of the first things I noticed was that in the in the names scrolling that someone was playing Lenin, so we already know. Vlad, mm-hmm. Vladimir Lenin, that we already know that there's going to be a historical figure in this. Yes. 
um, which of course there's a historical figure in all of them, so you know that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, most of them, yeah. Most of them, yes. Really not? Do you think one of them hasn't had one in there? Uh, hmm. Well, hmm. we've definitely had some nobodies playing big parts, but I guess, hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Have to think mm-hmm. back on that. Um, so where to start? Okay. Okay, so this this episode happens literally li- right after. Literally. Literally. Right after. <laughs> right right after. after the last one. Yes. So I actually, I think I had a time code for uh, something that like happens right in the beginning. Perfect. Um, oh no, wait, I mean, okay. Oh. Not right, really. Right, right at the beginning or a little a little later? No, uh, 4.50 in, so not quite right in the beginning, but um, the guy who is Indy's direct superior basically just says, you are a terrible spy, uh, but we're going to put you somewhere, I guess, so... Uh, I know, it was just... <laughs> because we, I mean, we knew by the end of the last episode that Indy had... Horribly he's failed terrible, his mission. He's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Which he failed this, it terribly. Which in this episode he does a complete three sixty. Like, but still. Oh yeah. You know, well, we'll talk about still. it. But like he 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 changes. <laughs> like in the first the first time being a spy, he was like clumsy, you know, doing all this stuff. But then he is very intense in this next one. Like, oh, very yeah. intense. So just complete change on Indy's mm-hmm. part. But yeah, so he's talking to the French second in command of the of the French intelligence and yeah, he's basically being told like you fucked up, man. You 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 messed up. You done did a terrible job. You didn't actually like succeed even though you got out of there with your life. You blew up a plane. Uh, um, like what's what's this in the report that I'm reading? Yeah. That a plane blew up? And we're like, yep, 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 Indy did that. He did, indeed. Yeah, and he's like, yes, sir, that happened. Um. <laughs> and and I, lo- I love how at the end he's like, what are you, you going to do with me? Or no, what, is it, what does he say? He says, Indy, what, what, did the French, did the second in command say, what am I going to do with you? And then he I goes like, so. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. He is uh, so cute. He is really cute, <laughs> honestly. Just... And can't help it. <laughs> and, and then the guy's like, all right, well, uh, let's just discuss this over a drink. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, he, he did a terrible job. Why are you, why does it seem like he's going to get, like, I'm seriously writing in here, like, is he going to get promoted for failing? Like, what's happening? But he, he does I, I mean, he has so many skills, even though he's a terrible spy, that, like, you got to let him have at least another chance. I mean, I guess. He, yeah, like, yeah. He basically gives him a second chance, and then we'll talk about what happens after that. (laughs) (laughs) He gives him a second chance, and then, okay. So, this second chance is that he is going to go to, um... He's an escort. Yeah. He's going to escort these two brothers. Princes. These two princes. Yeah. (laughs) Are they princes of Austria? Like, what are they they from? They... They're they're either princes or or some other like royal term because his they're they're definitely related to royalty because his their their sister is an is an empress yeah who's married to the current emperor of Austria so right so are they yeah. are they are they are they dukes no they they knew they knew dukes 
because they were talking about them on the, I don't know. They, he, he said princes, like he said prince something and prince other guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know their names, I don't know but they're names. kind of stupid. They really like, I don't, are. They really don't know what they're doing, and the fact that Indy has to escort them and tell them to, like, hide things that are could be valuable to, to like, the, like... The Austrians thinking well, that they're like spies. I know. Let's let, let's talk about how Indy first first meets these oh, yeah. guys okay. to begin right. with. Like so, right. so Indy Indy grabs his bike, and we all know that he does his best work on on a bike. On a bike, yes. And so he, this. we've said it before. <laughs> Indy does his best work on a bike. He's he's riding his bike down the road to get to town because he has to go meet he has to go meet to the person to get the information for the next mission, like, in town mm-hmm. or something. And these guys are, like, in a speedy car behind him, like, honking. I don't know why Indy was in the middle of the road anyway, but these guys are, like, right behind him, like, right on the back of his wheel, like, honking mm-hmm. at him and being like, get out of the road, you jerk! And they're, like, yelling at him, and and they make Indy fall over. Like, his bike, like, topples over. Can and... we just talk about Indy's adorable jacket at this point? He's got, like, a poncho on, and it is so cute. Um, I loved the poncho game, like, in this episode. I, oh, uh, I want my God. I want a poncho. <laughs> we need Indy's poncho. Or no, like, what, what, what are they, so like, cute. like capes or something? What were they called? They're, like, um, they, they have, like, a... I, I don't know if it's a poncho. It's, like, between a poncho and, like... It's like a cape. It, it definitely is, it is, is like, like a, cape. a cape. Yeah, I've yeah. always wanted one. So, They're so cute. It is adorable, and Indy just absolutely looks so cute in it. Yeah. So okay, Indy, I'm, done. I'm done now. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought it up because because someone else wears it later, and I'm like, I am loving these capes. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Indy picks himself up, looking looking a little sad, and he's he's like, what the fuck? Like these guys are being assholes, and then he like chases after them on his bike. Trying, trying to get to them so he could yell at them, trying to give them a good talking to, but mm-hmm. but they get away because like they, they I love how they they just walk through all the all the all the checkpoints and like the military guys like not showing them any paperwork and Indy keeps getting stopped. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Can you hurry up, please? <laughs> I'm trying." He's like, to... "I need to be somewhere." Yeah, and and yeah. So what I what did I say? Um... So I was talking. So yeah, I I noticed the guys in the car, and I I said maybe they will show up soon, be on his next mission, and then right after that I wrote, "Yup, uh-huh. <laughs> you got it." Yeah. So Cute. these are the princes that Indy will be escorting. I wrote, he has to escort these douche monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they're some uh, assholes. They're just dumb. Like, they don't know what's up. He gets there and he's like, "Guys, what the fuck?" And they're like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm your like, I'm your superior. I'm, person, like, I'm your superior. Like, you have salute to, to, to me. me, you douche, you douche monkeys. Like that's what yeah, <laughs> so silly. And and so let's, I guess, let's just quickly lay out what they have to do because it's kind of so they have to so they they need to get into Austria and so they have to get on a train, go through a checkpoint, and then mm-hmm. get get into. Austria, and when they're, I noted that when they're at the train station and the and the guy's giving them their paperwork, he he says like super loudly. He goes like, "Here are your expertly forged papers." Like really, I know, like really extremely loud. obviously, like really loud. This is like, and I'm like, seriously, can you yell any louder? 
and um, they have to meet. They have to meet someone named Schultz um, to to get them to where they need to be. In mm-hmm. you, I feel like in this episode, you had to be listening more intently to what was happening than you did in Indy's last like agent um, agent episode. Yes, I was very confused during this episode, so oh, I really hope you can yeah. help me clear it up, because I was like, who are these guys? Why do they keep talking about their sister? What is going on? Yeah, it was very, very confusing, and you really had to be paying attention. Um, I do have a time code for the guy yelling, but I really don't have to play it if we don't want to. <laughs> I had a time code, like I said, at 4.50, so let oh, me see right. what that was. I wrote, got schooled, so let's see. Oh, I think it's when, like I said, when the guys were saying to him that they uh, they, were they didn't know who he was. Yeah, oh. here, here we go. Aaron Boy. That's Captain Aaron Boy to you, Second Lieutenant. <laughs> and unless you're dressed for a masquerade, I fully expect to be saluted. Captain, really? No, no, he's quite right. They salute each other. You clearly have no idea who these gentlemen are. Two officers of junior rank. Brothers, Prince Sixtus and Prince Xavier of Bourbon. Emily, we were not going to remember that. Nope. Our sister is the Empress Zeta of Austria. Her husband, Emperor Karl, wishes to negotiate a peace settlement separate from Germany. My God, Germany would lose its major ally. It would pull the rug right out from under the Kaiser. What would my part be in this? You are to escort Lieutenant Sixtus and Xavier into Vienna. There they will meet secretly with Emperor Karl and try to secure in writing certain concessions demanded by my government. Okay, so that was a nice little uh, packaged perfection of who these guys are, what Indy's mission is. Yes, yes. So now we can just enjoy talking about all the crazy shit that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay train time yes train time okay so on the train um Uh, what is it oh i I have a time code for indy being really intense because like these guys of course are idiots and yes one of them has um a letter from his sister the empress empress zita which is what he said it sounded like you you know how um like like Senorita, how it has mm-hmm. like Ita at the end. It sounded like he said Empresita, like yeah, like Empresita, yeah, like, like that, little, like a little, like a little Empress, or like a, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, a little Empress. I totally get it. Well, no, Empresita, little. No, that's something else. What, what's little? Yeah, it's like Ita it makes it little. That's right, like Huguito, a little juice. I'm, I'm getting distracted. I'm getting distracted. Because <laughs> didn't you say, like, little juice one time? Who said it? Me? Did you? I know. I said Huguito in my life. I think. Who was I talking to? And, like, we're talking about a little juice. That is so funny. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to get back to the topic. Um. So, yeah. That was hilarious, so they have, honestly. They have a letter from his sister, the Empresita. Um... <laughs> And and Indy burns it because because if they're if they're searched they they'd get fucked up so like they'd get in trouble. Oh yeah, they'd find out and it'd be clear that they're they're spies. Yeah, because what aren't they? Are they dressed as? No, they're they're not dressed as soldiers yet. They're dressed just as in, in like civilian clothes. Yeah, so they can get into Austria easily. 
Let's get one thing straight. We're not here on holiday. This is damn serious business. I don't think we need you to tell us that. I think you do. Look at you, dressed like a couple of Parisian dandies off of the gaming tables. You don't like us much, do you, Captain? I don't care for the frivolous. In this line of work, it can get you killed. If we go into Austria with you prattling on about Gustave, this, and the Duke and Duchess of that, they'll be on to us in no time. Who? German spies? The German spies don't concern me so much. All they do is shoot us. It's the Austrian secret police that worries me more. What they do? Poke our eyes out, strip our flesh, feed us our innards, for starters. You may view us as frivolous, Captain, but our commitment to ending this horror is not. You will see. So basically, then they start talking about the war. Like these guys, these guys were in the war because Indy, Indy thinks that he's. Indy's like, oh, you don't know what you guys are. You just bunch of pretty boys, basically. He's yeah, like, he, that's what he thinks about them. Yeah, he says he doesn't like the frivolous, but he he doesn't quite understand that these boys have these these men, these princes have been like like they've seen some shit like they've been in the war they know they know what's happening they're not mm -hmm. they're not completely useless like they yeah they are there to help for they're and, just similarly not very good at being spies <laughs> well yeah that's true because yeah they keep talking about stuff that they really shouldn't be talking about in case people are listening totally um, and so that's indie being super intense this episode yep and what else? Okay, so for some reason, the ticket guy came in, um, punched holes in their little tickets, and then and then took theirs after. Yeah, which what? is weird. Yeah, and and like some lady who looks who looks like a witch like came in, like she looked like when when she was standing in the doorway of their of their train car. Like yeah. it, she looked like she was gonna give them like a pumpkin pastry, like with with the little cart. <laughs> like I was, I was like, are we watching Harry Potter right now? Because she looked, she looked like a wizard. Um, That's what she looks like, totally. Yeah, and so she comes and sits down and like stares all of them down, and and they're like, what is this lady doing here? Um, yeah, but their so tickets, weird. but their tickets get taken away, and so Indy has to go get them back. He's and... like, why? Why did you take our tickets for? Yeah, so there was a mess up with your guys' car. You guys were in the wrong car, but it's fine. Like, you guys can stay there. The pe the person didn't make it to their, like, to the train or something, so they can stay in that car. And then, and then Indy, Indy walks back, and I guess into the wrong car. Mm -hmm. And and both the guys are gone, and the and the witch is gone. And, yeah. And what's left is this, like, is literally, I'm, I'm sorry to this guy, but he is the ugliest, scariest, scariest <laughs> looking pig man, like, sitting there. <laughs> what? That's so mean. I know, but he was so scary. He was scary. And he was, like, and he was, like, staring at Indy, like, over his, his, like, newspaper, and then he, like, slowly takes it down, and then just, like, pig face. Like, I... I didn't know. I I seriously audibly like went ew. Like I I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. He he isn't the most attractive person for sure. He was very jarring. I I it was scary. I thought Indy was gonna die, but then but then I was like, oh, is this guy Schultz? But no, 
um, and, and the guy like very creepily like puts his hand in his jacket, and Indy yeah. s- and Indy strangles him because he thinks that yeah. he's, <laughs> he, he thinks the guy's gonna oh, shoot him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. this guy's like, oh no, please don't. Yeah, he's like, can't can do anything. He's like, can I'll I get a cigar? You. Like, he's trying to get a cigar out. And, yeah. And Indy, Indy strangled an innocent man. Like, definitely hilarious. Like, oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. And Indy was just in the wrong. He 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 strangled an innocent man. I, I felt bad for the guy. so funny. I felt like, bad. Wh- <laughs> and he, like, overreacts completely, too. It's yeah, like, Indy, com- what? Calm down. Like, they're all on edge, and he's just being crazy. He's being crazy. Um, and so, and so after, after he, stra- I wrote, I wrote, Indy strangled a man for no reason. I was like, yeah. that, that wasn't Schultz, obviously, so the witch must be, must be Schultz. Like, that's, that's <gasps> Emily, what I Emily, you really called it, because I, like, was, like, not even thinking that much about this at all. Yeah, right after he strangled the man. Um, and the guy was just trying to get a cigar out. I was like, okay, the lady must be Schultz. Um, because I, I thought the pig man was Schultz. And... Well, I, I mean, that's what you would think. And then it turns out it's the woman. Because you don't really think it's going to be the woman. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. I mean, she did come in very suspiciously. But I guess I just... I didn't suspic- um, suspect her as much as as, uh, as the pig man. So... Totally. But... Uh, yeah. So... They they meet up with her. Yeah, they're leaving the train. They're like, "Oh, Schultz must be a a super man of skies," and she's like, um, "Hey, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't okay. Know what she says, "Is the, okay." So they get off the train, and then another insane mania ensues. Um, where right. one of like they all have to go through like kind of like they get their um. Things checked. Oh yeah, did I did I pass that? I don't think you passed it, but they all have to get their like passes checked at one of their checkpoints or something. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, before before they can get after... on the train again, the train stops. People have to get yeah. out, get checked, go through a checkpoint, and then get back on the same train. Yes. 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 Um, I'm trying to figure out if this was before or after they changed it to the officers' clothes. I did. I thought that that happened before they met Schultz. I think didn't. it is. So they they didn't are it? not in their officers' clothes yet. It's nighttime somewhere at some train station. They get off and what like they're everything's fine. And then one of the brothers gets taken away. That's right. And yes. And then the other brothers like, no, my brother. And then and then Andy's like, there's nothing we can do for him now. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, yeah, we gotta go, man. We gotta, there's a, he's gone. He's gone. He's a goner. He, um, he sacrificed himself for a great cause. Like he's already yeah. telling this guy that he's dead. Like yeah, he's, he's done. Gone. He's dead. And um, then they get back on the he, train. And he's like, what am I gonna tell my parents? Like he just has no yeah. concept of like. It's just so funny. The the poor guy. Yeah, and then the, they get back on the train, and they're like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And then the guy's like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's fine. And I was okay. like, I was like, what the hell? It's like, oh yeah, they mistook me for someone else. And, and he's like, good thing you burned that letter. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, what? This is already a mess. Already, they're they're all um, just just paranoid and they're just freaking out. Like this is not okay. Not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
And so, I, yeah, that definitely happened before before Indy even strangles the pig man. So, so, <laughs> so now all through that. <laughs> and so now they have to change into Austrian uh, uh, soldier uniforms. And they, they gave them a car. Because because yes. they're they're acting as Austrian soldiers that are on leave, so they were given a car and cookies for the drive. <laughs> like, From Schultz, yeah, Schultz was like, "You will need these for the drive." And then, like like really sinisterly, like Sinister. I, I thought I thought they were gonna need them for later because they were all eating them in the car, and like Indy kept eating them, and then I I was like, "Save some, you might need those." Like I don't I know. know. I'm like, <laughs> is there a reason that she gave them to you? Because maybe you have to like bribe somebody with them or something. Or what if they were poisoned and they were supposed to be fed to someone? Like if if they if they were being bothered by like I don't even know. Like but I don't know. I don't know. But no, they were just cookies for the ride because Schultz is actually she's actually the candy cart lady from Harry Potter. No kidding. She yeah. gave them pastries. So, she's definitely a wizard. Um, and then some... <laughs> so, they have to go to... They have to go to basically a, a... A spy base. But the area just had a shootout. And the and the soldiers in the area suspect spies. So, they have it heavily guarded and they can't get in. And they're supposed to tell someone that, they, that they're friends with Frederico or something? Or Frederick? Yeah, Frederick, who is actually like a spy as well. Yeah, but so but they couldn't tell them this, but some so that they stop by the place, find out that there's a shootout and that they shouldn't be there, and some guy basically jumps in their car and tells them to drive away, and his name is Mr. Max. Yeah. And Indy For some and, reason they just let him do this and it's like, what? Well, I mean he, he knew the Frederick guy. He he jumps in and goes like Hi, you guys are friends. You guys are friends of Frederick, right? And Indy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he's trying to, because who knows? They, they they could have been blown. Like yeah, their cover, totally. their cover could have been blown. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little weird. Kind of what happens at, after this. It's uh, it's a little. Oh, I was hoping you'd be able to clear it up for me because I I mean they're both all, they're all confused. Well, one thing Mr. Max takes them to some place with a guy who's wearing like a monocle who's really scary. No, I don't think he knows that the monocle guy who happens to look like Winston Churchill is there. Oh my god. He like, looks just like Winston he Churchill. He looks just like Winston Churchill. It's crazy. I, I don't know what Yeah, I honestly like when they got to the cafe, I was like Churchill is there because he was like at the yeah. But I also have to note that Mr. Max looks like the villain from Meet the Robinsons. Goob? Goob? Yes, he, you remember he does. Goob? He does look like Goob. He looks just like Goob. So I'm going to call him He's Goob like from skinny. now on. He yes. really does look like he that. Has, he has a very, like, crooked, like, kind of like a hooked nose, like a witch, and then, like, his chin also kind of goes out pretty far. Mm-hmm. And he has, mm-hmm. like, he has, like, a creepy, like, pencil stash a little bit that Goob mm-hmm. has. Yeah, so he looks just like Goob. So I'm just going to call him Goob. Um... So he takes him to a cafe where he makes a phone call and he's like being very suspicious and Indy just is not having it because the guy's like on the phone saying, yes, I have them here. Come quickly. Like, like he's turning them in or something. I don't know. It's very, it's very strange. And Churchill is there, which I think Churchill is actually the, the Kaiser. Is that who that is? Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Um, that because he's he's like tailing them and then he's like trying to kill them. But wouldn't everybody know what the Kaiser looks like? Like... 
wouldn't, be a thing. Right? Wouldn't they? So I'm not sure who this Churchill guy was supposed to be. I, th- I thought he was the Kaiser. Um, okay. But I have no idea. It, it would make more sense if he wasn't, because, yeah, people should know what that guy looks like. But, uh, I don't know. Um... And then I said, after Mr. Max was on the phone, I said, maybe Indy will strangle another innocent soon. <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Unfortunately. Um, and so some scary guys in, in hats and trench coats come and take them away into another car. And everyone's like, we're going the wrong way. What the hell? And they go to like some scary fortress prison mansion. Yeah. <laughs> like that it's all like very frightening like I, very. I don't they're all just like they don't know what they're doing either so they're just like this is it this is how we die you know they're they're just like ready for it at this point because they're just like we don't know anything about what's going on yeah and once the car finally stops Indy's like let's try and make a run for it and, yeah yeah and of course they're all stopped by people with guns so they're not gonna do that and it's just it's all very confusing. But then they take him inside the creepy fortress mansion and take him down into, like, fucking the Phantom of the Opera's, like, dungeon cave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And then through a secret door that leads to, like, a huge meeting room that's very nice. Like, a nice fireplace is going. It's got, like, nice... And then... And then... And then... And then the best part of the whole episode <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. We are met, we are met by a guy that looks like Kenneth Branagh and Elizabeth Bennet. <laughs> yeah. And also Christopher Lee. Yeah, it's Christopher Lee. I, I, I noticed him later, too. I was, I was freaking out. Like, honestly, I thought that guy was Kenneth Branagh when we first walked in. Oh my god, like, really? I was like, wait, oh this is Kenneth. Oh my god, if only... And then not until the sister, because again, I watch this on my TV, which it gets very blurry on my TV. Blurry on the TV, I can't see what people look like, really. And so I watch it on my computer, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's so much better on my computer. I don't know why. Well, because I I do it on my TV because I have to keep pausing it and typing notes, so I can't be switching through tabs. So that's why I have to do it. Just so you know, that's how the process goes. Um, oh, is that is that the magic behind yes, it all, Emily? <laughs> I, sorry, I told you all the Disney magic. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to disappoint. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know that it was Jennifer L until yeah, until L. she spoke. Until she spoke, I didn't notice until she was closer. Like I, I saw her face, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's Jennifer L." That's yeah, Elizabeth I, Bennett. Yeah, because because first yeah. you you like you only see the Kenneth Branagh looking guy. And yeah. then and then she like says something. It was, and I was like, like the emperor, I think, because she's like, the empress. Yeah, I was like, why does this lady sound like Kira Knightley trying to sound like Jennifer L? And I was <laughs> and I was like, because it's Jennifer L. Oh my That's god! Great. And That's I freaked so out. I honestly screamed, and. I said, I don't care where this episode goes as long as Jennifer is in it forever. Like, that's what I wrote. <laughs> and guess what? She's not. <laughs> She's not. I know. I'm so sad. But yes. I know. So Jennifer is the Empresita. Empresita. Um, Empresita. And, um... Huguita. <laughs> Huguita. <laughs> like, that's gonna be my new nickname for you. Huguito? <laughs> Hugita, Hugita, Hugita. Yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, not. Oh the... my god, I'm crying. 
I'm sorry. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> so good. Just made me think of a little empress. Empressita. Okay. Um, so, Kenneth Brana is... I, it's not Kenneth Brana, but that's just what I'm going to call him. I'm sorry. Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth is the emperor. Yes. And they are there to work with him to... So, I guess the emperor has to write a formal letter to the Austrian government, I guess, and the Kaiser to... Yes, have to stop them, the war. Yeah, to agree to pull out of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, secretly. Like, they yes. can't know about it. That's right. The, Ger- the Germans can't know about it? I don't think so, because then uh, they would, like, get rid of the letter, if they could. But there's, like... But there's, like, rules and, like, uh, that they have to... Like I don't, I'm a little confused. I this is a lot. Of, this is a lot of diplomatic crap that I honestly like. Was like I don't even know what they're doing exactly, and then they talk about it for a while. So like, yeah, I think I, I, I wrote had that time code down if we want yeah, to. You have a time code for it because like, if we want to um, do that. Also, I was I was gonna say this is Vienna Part Two. Because uh, we had already visited Vienna once before. Wow. I know. I wanted Indy to meet his Vienna princess. I know. Uh, also, for- I'd like to note that Christopher Lee um, is in this show. And I was like, hmm, that's cool that Christopher Lee's in the show. But then I thought to myself, who made this show? George Lucas. Guess who made the prequels to Star Wars? George Lucas. <laughs> and that's why he's in this. Yes, and also, no, was he, uh, was he also he's, Lord of the Rings or no? Yeah, no, 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 he's no. Count, that's he's Peter Count Jackson. Dooku, no, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, okay, he's Count Dooku in, um, that's right, in Star Wars, but that's also, right. Emily, we might see Peter Jackson in the Mortal Engines, uh, panel at New York Comic Con in a couple weeks, that's right, we need to, I keep forgetting I need to go on and look at the photo passes because I, I want to take a picture with someone, but I have, yeah. to, I have to look at those and I keep forgetting. I'll do that tonight after we do this. Um, okay. Okay, I need to I need to find this, this thing. It's 20... Oh my god, I cannot do this right now. Oh no. I cannot do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try, to get to, try to get to 24 minutes and 10 seconds and it's very difficult. <laughs> Uh, good enough. All right, let's just do this. And British governments are most anxious to declare peace with Austria. But only if Karl is willing to grant three key concessions in writing. And those are? Number one. Austria must agree to support the French claim to the region of Alsace-Lorraine. Go on. Two. Austria must recognize Belgian sovereignty and agree to the evacuation of all German troops from Belgian territory. Mm -hmm. Three, we must restore Serbian sovereignty and grant them the economic concessions they seek. Okay, so are these these princes Austrian or are they from somewhere else? And that's why they have these terms, because they said to, what, free or, or get Germans out of Belgian... Belgian territories. Yes. Um, what was it? Uh, free Serbian people. Yes. Yes. 
And then what was the first one? They had to... Uh, uh, the guy, the thing that the blonde guy says. What does he say? I don't for, remember. It's harder for me to hear on the send. I know, sorry. Let me... Uh, uh, I want to listen to it again. Key concessions in writing. Those are... Number one. Austria must agree to support the French claim to the region of Alsace-Lorraine. Okay, so they just have to agree that the French own some territory, I guess. Oh, okay. Or, or ha have the rights to a, to a territory, It's what it sounds like. Um, so Christopher Lee is the diplomat that they're working with to, to mm -hmm. get this done. And so, of course, he mm -hmm. says that these terms are, they could be seen as, um, like, uh, what is it? Risky, uh, like, uh, what is that? One of the words. Basically, like treason, so that yes. they could all be killed. Yes. Um, and so he he goes off with this letter that, or with these demands that they first write up to show to the Kaiser, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And so I guess the next day, or maybe a couple days from now, I did, I'm unclear of how long this takes, but um, you see, like, a very cute little interaction. Like, it's next day now, so they're waiting for the letter, they're waiting for a response. And we, like, get to see Jennifer L. being beautiful, and mm -hmm. uh, with her cute little babies. Yeah, um, for some reason we have this. Like, I, it doesn't really fit because she's not in, like, the rest of the episode. I know. Like, oh, God. It just... It's she's so, so weird. She's so amazing. I wish they'd given her some more stuff to do. I mean, yeah. she, kind, she kind of brings up stuff and, and talks. Like, she's in the negotiations with them, and she, like, brings up... She brings up her thoughts and opinions and stuff, so they, they have her in that way, but I really am not sure... Primarily it's just, it's kind of like a there. useless, yeah. Like, why is she there? Like, she's she's cool and everything. It's just like, what? Why have her in the actual show anyway? If it's like, she's not even gonna do anything. She's just there to be amazing. Yeah. Um. Which which is fine. I was more than happy to have her be in this. Um, yeah. Totally. If, for those of you that do not know, Jennifer L. plays Elizabeth Bennett in the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice BBC series, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. If you love Jane Austen, listen to our listen to our radio play. <laughs> oh yeah, radio play, obviously. <laughs> or watch the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. It it's a little hard to get through the first time, but then watch it a second time. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it the second time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they wait for a response and they kind of like say maybe to everything. It's very vague. They kind of answer back saying, we can maybe do this. And yeah, um, and the one of the guys, the, the blonde guy is very intense. Like he's, he's throwing around like, you know, damn you and your bloody diplomacy and like all that stuff. He's very mm -hmm. um, very intense. I have time code for that but he's really just yelling at uh, Christopher Lee basically for, for being so vague and being useless basically. Being um, vague and useless okay. Yeah it's yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then Christopher Lee says something about, you know, you can't, you can't give, uh, you can't give all your, you can't give it all away at the first negotiation or something. Like, I don't know. They're just, so maybe he didn't write down exactly what they wanted. Maybe he kind of wrote down other things, but I'm not, uh, again, it's a little confusing and I don't quite understand what's happening, but, but what's more important is the emperor kind of says, uh, fuck you to all that. And he writes Mm -hmm. the letter like, Mm -hmm. like officially as the emperor, like makes a statement and writes it all out and does the official seal and gives it to Indy and the two boys. And they head on out. They, they try to do it secretly so that Christopher Lee doesn't know because, you know, if, if Christopher Lee finds out, he's of course going to go tell the government and the government does exactly, I mean, I don't know if you want to bring that up yet because that's like at the very end, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So they do it. They do it secretly. So Christopher Lee does it. But God, Indy does like this totally obvious, like side eyeing and smiling at Christopher Lee. Yeah, so it's, like, clear that he's doing something. Yeah, it's clear that something's going on, and Christopher Lee is like, what the hell are you guys doing? And so, but whatever. Indy thinks that they won, and they take the letter to go to now head back to the French intelligence, I guess, and deliver deliver what they set out to get. Yes. So. And they, they, uh, then they have to leave, so... Guess, lo and behold, guess who shows up? The guy with the weird monocle. They gotta go back looks to... like Winston Churchill. Yeah, they gotta go back to Goob, get their... <laughs> Goob, yeah. Get, get their new costumes and papers so that they can get back to Swiss uh, neutral territory by train. Mm-hmm. And I wrote... <laughs> I wrote, Indy, stop side-eyeing Saruman. He'll come after you. <laughs> That's what I wrote. In my notes. He is. You're right. It is Christopher Lee because Christopher Lee is in Lord of the Rings. He's Saruman. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I totally was like blanket. I totally forgot that he was in that. Yeah, that, that's why I immediately went thinking George Lucas did Lord of the Rings because that's what I first thought Christopher Lee of, like, was, was Lord of the Rings. But no. Right. He was. Yeah. Peter well, Jackson. Okay. Um, got it. I get, get there. Goob is dead. He is hanging. And and a, and a scary bald man is there, but Which also is Churchill is there. Yeah, yeah. Gotta um, say, not did not want to see that, but we did anyway. Yeah, this this guy was terrifying. I don't, I don't even know. But then they 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 come in, uh, guns ablazing, and they're it's when when they're when they're running when they're running through the streets like hiding. It, it made me think of like a Scooby Doo like chase scene. Like that's what it that's what it felt exactly. like. Exactly. It was like they're just like you know that these stupid brothers are not gonna be able to figure this shit out either. So it's like Yeah. Oh my like, it's amazing that they even survived. I wanna put that scene to like the Sco- <laughs> the Scooby Doo <laughs> theme song. Yeah. You should uh, do it. I don't know how. <laughs> so let's just continue. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could do it, but honestly, like, it's more visual than it is anything I, else. Yeah. So it, yeah. it kind of doesn't work for podcast form, but no. I get what you want to do, Emily. I, get I mean, it. if we put it together, we could put it on our social media and then, right. and then the listeners could see it. But, you, you know, know, maybe if I have a little bit of time, I can do it. No, it's okay. I, I can think of something way better for you to make instead. I, okay. I have all these amazing ideas. I just can't make them. Um... So they go into the sewer to get away, 
And yeah. Churchill knows this. I know it's not Churchill, but we don't know who the guy is. So, we don't know. He doesn't speak one word. So he, honestly, we have no idea who he is. Does he? Does he say something on the train? Doesn't he no. talk on the train? No, he says nothing. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I just remember <laughs> thinking this guy says nothing. He he basically says nothing. Like he's he's just smoking a cigar, looking like Churchill, like the whole time. Um, yeah, he really looks like Churchill. It's he weird. Does I like? I had to look up a picture of Churchill and then stop it on his face, and I was like, this guy could play Churchill. But yes, so. They go into the sewer, and they somehow end up on the train with no papers and no tickets and no clothes from Goob. So I don't know how this happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, like, jumped onto the train, I think is really what was going on. Yeah. So they're on the train, stinky. Like, very stinky. Very stinky. And the letter's a little damp, and they're now just uh, hoping that no one's trailing them, even though, of course, Churchill is trailing them. Um... And so what, so what happens after that? They're on the train for a little bit. The guy, the, the, the train goes for a little bit and then it stops because the, the guy makes it stop, the Churchill guy, so that, so that they can get on and then the train starts moving again, right? (laughs) I think that's what happens. Because the, the Churchill guy goes on the train too. Yeah. Or, you know, he like follows them to the train and then... Because after the Scooby-Doo chase, they all ended up in the sewer, and then they went onto the train, and the Scooby-Doo guy knew that they were all going to go on a train because that was the only way out of the city, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and so, then, they, so they got on the train at, at like, a stop. Yeah. And then now they were on the train, and then they all hide in the bathroom, in, in the women's bathroom, because the guys are, like, searching the train, looking for them, mm-hmm. and... And they're in there, like, screaming, like... Because the guy's, like, knocking on the door, being like, Come yeah. out of there! What are you doing in there? Yeah, what are you doing in there? And then it's like, oh, oh we're doing nothing! Oh. They're like, you're scaring me! Get out of here! Like, they're... Yeah. It's so funny. Um, and then, I don't know how... Oh, yeah, okay. So now that the guys are on the train, looking for them, Indy hashes an idea to get two of the goons... To follow them, knock them out, and take right. their clothes and their papers. Take their clothes so that they can get off the train. Right. right yes. Right. So Indy purposely goes to the cart where they're at and opens the door, like, so, like, noticeably so that, so that the guys would chase him. Um, and then they get their clothes. So the two princes are able to get out and go to the checkpoint, and Indy's like, you guys go. I I don't have anything, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay here and sacrifice myself. Um, yep. And uh, so the guys get off, and Churchill is, like, waiting at the checkpoint, like, looking at everyone who goes through. And Indy gets on top of the train and yes. lays down so, so he can't be seen. The train starts moving forward to pass the checkpoint so that the passengers can get back on after the checkpoint. So the train is, like, uh, like half of the first car, like, into the neutral zone? Into the neutral zone, yeah. And yes. then Indy's, like, on top of the train, and he realizes that the neutral zone is not too far away, so then he, like, runs over to it. Yeah, he gets up, causes a distraction so that the two princes can get through, because Churchill's, like, looking over at him and shooting at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Indy is just, like, running 
and hopping over train cars, getting shot at, and then he jumps he jumps over to the first car and is in the neutral zone. And they're like, stop shooting! He's in the neutral zone! Which and then, is, like, the most, like, you'd think that they would not fault, they wouldn't care, like, that much. Because it was right, like, I mean, honestly, do you, like, don't you think they would, like, break the rules a little bit and just shoot a little bit into the neutral zone? I mean, but that's, but that's like a, that would that would cause like a huge problem, wouldn't it? I mean, think about think about the the what is it like the neutral zone between the two Koreas? Like the, you can't you can't do shit there, like mm, mm-hmm. like that would cause I don't know that cause some crazy shit. Um, I think so, but like it's I don't know. It just seems to me like they would just wouldn't care. They wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. So so they're like reverse the train <laughs> because Indy's not off the train. He's just on the front of it now, and it starts backing up and they're shooting at him again but then he jumps onto something and then swings around and lands into the neutral zone yep he he like is really good at getting himself out of situations like this i don't know what like how he did this for so long and was like did not die yeah but I don't, for some I don't reason know. he completely like managed to get himself into the neutral zone and then the guy who looks like churchill thought it was like even commendable and like tipped his hat at him afterwards and i was like are you serious right now (laughs) i know right well i mean he had he had another idea up his sleeve which you know so worked out in his favor really but um but yeah um so i guess uh he's good now he he like gets he gets surrounded by some soldiers yeah Yeah. he gets out and so now he's in his his second debriefing (laughs) 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 and the second in command yeah. is telling him that the Kaiser knew about the Emperor and what the Emperor did, and so they they basically took away his power, and so the letter's no good. Yeah. And yeah. Indy failed again. Indy failed again. They're like, well, what are, you, what are we going to do with you now? And he's like, I don't know, sir. I, I know. So he 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 doesn't get a third chance. He kind of gets demoted a little bit. He um, Yes, he definitely gets demoted. He gets to be a Russian translator, so he's he's heading off to Russia now. Um and I guess and I'm trying to understand exactly what he was translating and what they were trying to do because he was obviously trying to do the opposite, but we'll we'll kind of get we'll we'll get more into the episode and then we'll kind of talk about it, I guess. Um I suppose. Um so yeah, he gets sent to Russia because he speaks Russian. Yes. And uh, he can, you know, he can manage being in Russia. He's basically just, like, trying to get some intelligence about the area. Like, what's going on with the Bolshevik Revolution? What's going on with uh, Lenin maybe taking power there? All that. Yeah, and and also there's, like, an election happening. So so there's, like, a lot of stuff happening at once in Russia. And he's, he works a lot. So he, I think he's a translator plus... And an analyzer because he works along with this guy named Brassard, um, who's a who's, French guy. Yeah, who's just an analyzer. Like he does not, he does not translate. Um, no. And so they're there, yeah, to to read through documents and kind of figure out when shit's gonna go down because they want. Who do they want to? to win the election they, they they want lenin like it's it seems that that's like a thing isn't that true but lenin is a part of the technically a part of the bolsheviks and they didn't and at the very end they didn't want the bolsheviks to to succeed yeah 
they, I'm not they, sure who they're trying to support here. They were against them, so they were trying to, and, and that that um, electoral official kept coming in, like asking for information because I think they were a part of the party that was trying to win the election or something. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm not, again, not entirely sure. If you guys have any information, please let us know. Oh, I'm sure that we are missing out on some serious key key historical facts other than just the Bolshevik revolution here. Because, like, oh, honestly, that's clearly the episode is just like the Bolshevik revolution. But, like, and you get to see a really unique part of it, obviously. But um, it, I just think we don't know so much about the history of this. And that's why I really like this episode, because it goes into Russia, which is really cool. And we, we've seen so many different parts of this war in general. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and just, like, seeing it from all these different perspectives and everything is, like, really awesome. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's been really awesome just watching Indy experience all this and, and grow from all this. Like, he's, it's it's crazy how much he's changed. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. He really, even in this episode, I saw even more when he was just being more serious with those guys about, you know, how they needed to stop messing around, you know? Yeah. So basically, Indy, along with being a translator, he is also kind of using. He's. It's it's an interesting situation. He's he's made some friends who he knows are a part of the Bolshevik uh, revolution. Yes. And so he's trying to basically gain information from them while still caring about them. Like he cares about them, so he uses the yeah, information like they're that friends, he gets. Apparently, yeah. yes. He uses information he gets to try and save them. Like one of the friends, Sergey, was going to be talking about what it's like in the trenches at like a rally or something, and Indy told him not to go because there were going to be some other military there, and and he was and Sergey was a deserter, and they were and they were going to be basically like beating up and finding deserters. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to help them out. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. I, I really enjoyed the second half of this episode just because it, it was it was really interesting watching how Indy interacted with his friends and how his friends interacted back. It's crazy what happens in yeah. the second half. It, yeah, it's totally. Um, I have a few time codes. I don't, I don't know if, like, I think one of them is about um, him telling Sergei not to go to, to speak about the trenches. And I think another one, oh, it's about him giving the uh, the girl Rosa uh, the Orson Welles book? Orson Welles? Oh, okay. Well, I have I have a couple, just, just some funny ones, I think, that I, I thought were really interesting. Because it's like mostly, the, it's basically just him and his friends in, in St. Petersburg. So, um, yeah. uh, Let's see. I, I have one at fifty-seven fifty. Do you have anything before then? Um, I'm gonna play their little conversation at at the boar's boar's head. Was that what they or bear's head? Bear something. Yeah, the the where they're having the drinks. The together. bear bar. Yeah, everyone's dancing. Hold on. And being cute. And being cute. Hi, Indies. Come and have some tea. They just filled the summer pan. Thank you so much for learning with us. I admire Mr. H.G. Wells so much. H.G. Wells, that's right. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Why not? The system we've got now is working so well. Look, Sir H.G. Wells, Bernard Shaw, our own Maxime Gorky. All these writers think they know how to create a paradise on Earth like they can in their books. It's not possible. Anything's possible now. 
The star is gone. We decide what happens next. No, we don't. God decides. Paradise is in heaven, not on earth. Trying to create paradise here is just going to cause endless suffering. So, how are things in the hospital? So it's just been interesting, um, like, listening to, of course, his friends talk about like, you know, because Indy's a capitalist and they're, because mm -hmm. he's from America. Obviously, yes. And and they, they, like, joke about that with him saying that, you know, it's it's not it's not a good system because you yeah. know pe people they are want selfish. communism yeah yeah and they want communism because every everyone's equal and everyone gets a say and mm -hmm. and so it's uh, that's very... what one of my one of my things is about like one of my uh, uh, what am I trying to say one of the time codes I have it is related to that yeah and so I believe Rosa so it's the Tsar I think maybe. Because uh, Ro Rosa Bizarre, is, yeah. is, isn't a part of the Bolsheviks, so I think. But no, but she's, she's just friends she's... with everybody. But it's it seems that like all of her friends are Bolsheviks, so they're all Bolsheviks basically. Yeah. And she's definitely for communism. So, but that that's Lenin, isn't that? So yes, yes. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure who who the other party is in this for the election. That's what I'm a little confused about. It's like who's the other person? Because we only mm -hmm. see the Bolsheviks. But yeah. So which one did you have? What what are they? Where were uh, at fifty seven. Well, that is about uh, uh, Rosa talking to her friend about how she has a crush on Indy. Oh yes. Okay. Here we go. Julie, he realizes he must. One thing in life you have to understand, men are really stupid. <laughs> Except when they're enlightened revolutionaries. Especially if they are enlightened revolutionaries. <laughs> I just thought that was really cute. Yeah, so I, I really like watching them all interact, because they, they do seem like they're really good friends at first. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I guess we don't have to go, like, piece by piece. We can kind of just talk about, like, what's happening in general. Because they, they yes. kind of just do a lot of hanging out and, and like, Indy's just getting information from them, basically. And, and Indy can't talk about his own job at all. Like, he but, is completely... But they know so much. It's, yeah, it's weird. Like, seriously, it's they strange. know he's a spy. They know he works for the French ambassador. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so that's enough. They already know. Like, they know too much already. Yeah. So... So that's already one red flag. Like, he keeps saying, I can't talk about my job, guys. But they're like, oh. But then he comes in with bread and, and he's like, oh, the French ambassador will be so angry if he knows that he's, if he's, uh, what is it, feeding Bolshevik revolutionaries. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? You're telling them, like, what you're doing. So. Yeah, but they don't even, like, care. They're just like. I mean, they do later, but. They do later, but I think it's like they know that, that he is somebody who. It's just there temporarily, but they want to be friends with him, and they throw him, they throw him a surprise party. Yeah, for his birthday, they they are they are good friends at first. Um, so so a, a part of Indy's analyzing, he seems to be grabbing like public public printings of things and like yeah. decode, and, and like decoding, decoding almost. Yeah, because mm -hmm. because they're trying to find the exact day that the Bolsheviks are going to start to start like the revolutionary rally basically and like um yeah that's what they're trying to do yeah yes and 
So they're having a lot of rallies, are having a lot of meetings and marches and stuff, um, especially on the the when they know Lenin's coming because Lenin's going to have like a huge sp- speech and talk at like a rally, and it's gonna it's very exciting. It's very it's very uh, exciting, I guess. Um, <laughs> can't think of another word. I, I really can't write. Well, you're really carrying this episode, though. So, uh, good job. I keep. It takes me three hours to watch these episodes. I, I'm constantly stopping and rewatching scenes. Um, yeah. So they. Where are we at? Do we want to talk about the rally and what Lennon says? I have, uh, or are we not there yet? Do, does he have his birthday first? That's right, he has uh, his birthday his first. His birthday is first, which is really cute because for some reason Rosa has to keep him away from everything. Yeah, and they were going to go see a play or, a, or like a, an, an orchestral uh, show. Yeah. And it got and canceled. And it turns out that it got canceled because the, there's a revolution going on, so obviously. And, and we didn't... Bit... Yeah, go ahead. Everything's a little bit like Tentative, Like, they're all just, like, not expecting that things will be okay for them. And we did not know it was Indy's birthday. We did not know why Rosa was keeping... Because we didn't know, right? We didn't know until until they got back. I didn't know. No. Well, Indy says it's his birthday when they're on one of the... Like, the last bridge. He's like, this is a nice bridge. It's a nice place to spend your birthday. Yes, he did say that. But before that, I had no idea it was Indy's birthday, that they were throwing him a party. I didn't know why Rosa was keeping him out. I thought the friend was like, was like, keep him out. Like... Like, take him on a date. Like, I don't know. That That's what it sounded like. But then she said, don't bring him back to the apartment until after this time. And I was like, why? What do you... What? Yeah, like, what's going on there? Why Why are you acting this way? Yeah. Yeah, like, what are you doing that he can't... Like, I... I completely oblivious. Um, So they come back, and there's a ton of people there. Like, this isn't an apartment. It, it's like a church, isn't it? Like, what... Like, what is this place that, uh, that they're yeah, staying Yeah, they're in? like in a dance hall or something. I don't know. It seems like that's... That's like a community place. Yeah, they call it an apartment, but I it's I don't that's not it's not an apartment. <laughs> um but yeah, so it seems like the whole town is there cuz it is crazy and they it have booming. They have a cute little cake and and I wrote uh I wrote the time code down for this like cake cutting cuz it was it was hilarious. Um how they were they used it was it was really cool too because they were using the cake and how to cut it in terms of each of the economical, like... I have this time code, too! Yes! Okay, do you want what's, to... Do what's... Want... You can play have... it. Mine... What's I yours? 103... One, an hour, three minutes to to an hour and five minutes. That's what I have. Yep, I have an hour and three minutes. Exactly, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I put an hour and three minutes and 50 seconds. Socialism with a cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes! We got it! That was just such a good good time clip. I can't believe we have the same one. And it was and it was just, it was really good at explaining things. It I was. was. I was learning. <laughs> I was learning. I was learning. Okay, here we go. Are you finding this? Okay. Yeah, I got it. More ingenuity than raisin. <laughs> it's typical, isn't it? We get a cake and who gets to divide it up? The capitalist. He's not cutting the cake because he's a capitalist. He's cutting it because it's his birthday. That's how things used to be, Dmitri. Everything used to depend on birth. Yes. If you were born a noble... You got that much. Mm. No, if you were born a peasant. Or a worker. You got that 
ultimate. And that's feudalism for you? The tower is gone, we're through with it. Whereas if you wisely decide to become capitalist, oh, then the guy yeah. that bakes the cake gets the nice big slice because he's smart and ingenious. But the workers who actually did the mixing get the little teeny bits. Mm. So the way to achieve justice is... Through socialism, where the smart capitalist can bake the cake, but the government, in this case me, makes sure he gives the workers an absolutely fair share of it. Word work, Rosa. The capitalists are too smart for that. <laughs> if you try getting the cake away from them, it falls into pieces. <laughs> no, the people must bake the cake and the state must divide it up equally so everyone gets a fair share according to what he needs. And that's what communism is all about. And this is anarchism. And that's what communism is all about. She just displayed it all for us to understand. Thank you, lady. I, I had to watch that scene over again. They were talking way too fast. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so super, super cool scene. I like that one a lot. And then they have, um, so for Indy's birthday present, they go to hear Lenin speak. Yeah, they're like, okay, now let's go see our leader. And Indy's like, okay. Yes, and this this actor that they chose to play Lenin looked just like him. Um, yeah. Vladimir. Look just like him. I don't know if you wanted to play uh, his his little speechy thing. It's kind of it's kind of uh, long. But... I don't have a time code for it, but you can definitely play it if you want to. All right, I got a time code. Okay, great. Comrades, a question: How many more of your young men must die in this war before the capitalists who started it are satisfied? Before they have enough profit from building the tanks, the guns, the shells. How many? 50,000? A million? Two million? I say none! I say stop the war! Now! Is that it? Are simple. We want I mean, he keeps going. Um... It's it's it was interesting watching Indy during this part because he he looks almost worried at some at some points, but then but then he's like smiling because he sees everyone like and how they're all excited and stuff. Um, but it was interesting watching him because you know the guy was up there basically saying that like capitalists started this war and mm -hmm. they're they're killing our men and mm -hmm. um, so it's very very uh very crazy stuff yeah that, that like it, it's almost interesting that Indy even uh, like kind of hinted at capitalism being the better economical like you know he's he's around people who think that communism is the way to go and he's like talking about how like you know how funny that cake scene was saying like you know well if you're a smart capitalist and, and you made this cake you get the bigger piece obviously um, yeah so he's, he argues with them about capitalism versus socialism, and they're just like, you're dumb, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I, f I feel like this this might have been the point where they kind of... I mean, Rosa's still his friend because she has a crush on him, and I'm not sure kind of what happened to the other guy, but Sergei and... What was her name? Sergei and, like, the, uh, the, the red-haired girl. Yeah, they're like the couple of the episode where they are t they talk about like wanting to go and have their own like cabin out in the countryside. Yeah, and and they're definitely like 
big supporters of the Bolsheviks and they're definitely a part of the of the revolution. Like they're like they're basically Indy's key information pieces. Like they mm-hmm. they know where everything's happening and stuff. So um I guess so everything after that, you know, Indy's getting pressured to find out the date because you know the Lenin's in town, people are getting excited and yep. and the and the electoral officials that keep coming, they're like we need information now. Like we need to know what's happening. Um and uh oh, I have a time code where like Indy or wait, I think is this after where where him and Brassard basically go go uh explain when they think the Oh yeah, when they the think revolution. the Bolsheviks are gonna But that is that that's definitely before the um like that they that's decide after what the, That that's after what happens with a uh, Sergei. Yes, you need like, to talk right about after. what happens with Sergei. Yes. That's okay. right after. So so basically after Lenin speaks, everything's heating up. Like uh um Indy's trying to figure out what day the the revolution will happen. And he he starts to think that it's gonna be like tomorrow. Like like if we're if we're Indy, he's like, It's happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um like this is happening, uh they're they're about to what was it? They're about to go rally up the the steel workers and the miners or something like they're about to go like stir up um the working class and and get all of them on their side like yep. and, and and showing all the proof of when this is going to happen and so he's talking to Rosa and he's like he's like where's uh Sergey and and the other lady and she's like oh they're they're going to go to the steel mill yep and and then and he, he goes yeah yeah he yeah, goes he, to the steel mill and takes like the papers from it doesn't he that's right. He does. That's right. He does. He's been breaking into the the printing facility where where they mm. print like propaganda and other news and stuff. And he's been yeah. reading. He's been reading that stuff to get firsthand information before it goes out the next day. Yeah. Um. But he sees Sergey leaving with like a huge flag or or like a banner or something. Like something's gonna happen. He's taking his materials that he's been painting. So Sergey's been at the apartment painting these huge like signs and banners and stuff. Um. And so he stops Sergey before they're about to leave, and he's like, "Hey, you, you go into the steel mill to to stir them up and get them to join the revolution because it's it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. It's gonna happen like tomorrow, isn't it?" And like trying to get the information out of Sergey, and he's like, "He's like, oh no, Lenin's out of town. He's like he's like in Finland on vacation because he's too tired, and this this isn't gonna happen for weeks. Like yeah. this this is not even close." And that's what he says. That's what but... he says. So Indy's complete, and, and you know Indy still thinks that Sergey is his friend, but obviously Sergey was lying to him. Which is interesting because I honestly was like listening to this conversation, and I was like, "There's no way Indy is believing him," because it sounded like he, he, it was so unbelievable. But it's true. Like, I I really was not believing Sergey because he sounded like he was lying. Obviously, and he was being very snooty and like very hostile towards Indy. Like, why? I, we know Indy's not a good spy, but you'd think he would have known when Sergei was at least lying. Yeah, it was very clear that that's... Yeah, that's not what it. Was, I just, I thought it was really weird. Because it just didn't... It was really dumb of, and naive of Indy to think that that was what was going on. And really, like, 
it, it was, I don't know. I just didn't like, I just didn't think it was like smart of Indy. I know. So like, so and he gets like kicked in the butt later because of it. Yeah. So Indy thinks that he's right now. And, and he goes, he goes back to Broussard, who's the analyzer and he, and Broussard's thinking the exact same thing that Indy was first thinking was that it's all going to happen tomorrow. And Indy's like, Oh, now Broussard thinks this. And so it's, it's just, it's crazy. So I have the scene where they're giving the electoral official their information. Do you have the information, Emily? Yeah, it's playing. Is it playing? Oh, I cannot hear it. Gentlemen, I need results now. It's not just the Russian government, but my superiors in Paris. They are demanding a report today. Your assessments. Sir, I believe the Bolshevik uprising will begin in the next 24 hours, Ambassador. Really? What's your proof, Captain Brossard? Proof one, sir. The latest offensive against the Germans is failing, and more and more soldiers are deserting from the front. What does that mean? Proof two. Regiments stationed in St. Petersburg itself are refusing to go to the front, and are thus available for insurrection here. The most dangerous are the machine gun regiment and the Kronstadt sailors. However, if you take Proof three. In the next 48 hours, there are more rallies and protest meetings scheduled than at any time since the Tsar fell. I believe they will culminate in a march on the Torite Palace, probably on the evening of the 5th. Cogent reasoning, Brossard. Okay, so that was Brassard saying that it was basically going to happen yeah. tomorrow. And, and then yeah. Indy rebuttals by saying, actually, Lenin is going to be in Finland, so he's not even going to be around to even make this happen. Yeah, so why would the Bolshevik strike if Lenin's not even there? Mm-hmm. And then they're um, like, is that true? And they're like, yes, it's true. And, and they're like, oh, well, I guess it's not happening. They trust Indy. Yeah, they obviously think Indy is right. And they just go go on their merry way. Um, but he's next wrong. day, he's wrong. They, they're definitely lower in numbers because Lenin's gone. They, do nef- they definitely do not have all the people that they probably would have had for the revolution if they probably waited till Lenin came back. But, um, so they have, what, a couple thousand, I think they said? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're gonna start marching. I think Lenin does end up coming back, but to state that he wants no part of this. Like, he is not a part of this. Yeah. Um, so now they have even less, like, support. Um, so basically what they're doing is just fruitless, and it's a terrible idea, because they're, they're heading to, like, some... They're heading to the government building, basically, right? Yeah, they're, like, having a protest. Basically, they look like they're having a protest with the all of the flags and everything that they're trying to do. And Yeah. It just, it seems like it's peaceful, but obviously, like, it's not, it's not necessarily in, in the, in the eyes of the people, like, the Russian, um, government, I guess. It's not yeah, peaceful. And- and we don't even know what would have happened once they got to the government building because they they didn't even get there. Like, the street leading up to the government building was covered in snipers and people with machine guns. Yeah. And that, Indy tries to warn his friends that this is going to happen, that they're going to get shot at, and they don't believe him. Yeah. They, they say, like, well, we have thousands of people, and you know what? We got this. And he's like, no, you're dumb. And so they go. They start the march, 
And, and he uses like the, well, you didn't trust us, so how can we trust you situation? Yeah, um, he says, we know the French ambassador is against us. So yeah. why should, and we know you work for him, so why should we trust, trust you? Because you. I'm your friend, and it's... Yeah, and he's like, well, screw that, who cares? And they end up dying. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, yeah, Rosa comes in later trying to, and Indy's like, you know, they're they're out they're out dying basically and Rosa's like what I had to go stop them so he runs he runs after them with Rosa and the second they turn the corner the snipers start shooting and the machine guns start going off and Sergei dies obviously because he was way too hot-headed yeah way and his his fiance still lives but you know her her husband her husband to be or is is it her husband I don't know yeah I think it's just her boyfriend. Yeah. Well, he's dead, and a couple people died in this. Like, you see some dead bodies in the street, and their their mm-hmm. friend who was at the bar with them just walks out into the middle of the plaza, and that's where the episode ends. Yep. It's, it, I, you know, I didn't really like this episode, but again, it ended on such a funny note. Like, they always end so, so strangely. Well, yeah, because it seemed like something was going to happen. Like, he was going to come out and say something, like, profound and, and then get shot or something like that. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Like, he was going to be like, you monsters! Like, why would you kill innocent people? Like, yeah. I don't know. But he didn't, he didn't, it just ended. It just froze. And then the credits went. So, yeah. I'm not sure. But this was a very, very interesting episode. Um, I love the second half more than the first half just because his 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 Russian friends were were awesome. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed like watching them. Um, and Jennifer L was in it, so that already I think <laughs> I think this episode gets like a ten out of ten because <laughs> Jennifer L was in it. <laughs> um, yeah, it gets what is it? What should, what should I what should I say this? Um, I like this episode, but I definitely didn't like it as much as last week's episode. Like, I don't know. I, I did like it, though. It's just... Yeah. I did like the kind of slice the slice of history that we got in this episode. Yeah, I like the information we got. It was... It was very... Uh, like, uh, like meaty. There's a lot to take in, and and yeah. I I like those episodes, like the, like the Krishnamurti one where he went oh, and, that le- was and learned very... about all the religions. Yeah, like yeah. that was a very meaty, like learning episode, and I really do enjoy those. And the second half mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of that in there, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I just wish I knew what was going on, but you know, <laughs> it. Uh, it's fine. It's uh, fine. We learned a lot more than we typically would if we didn't have it. So, you know, I th- think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I give this one, uh, let's see, I- I'm not going to give a 10 out of 10 because the first half was, the first half was okay. The only good part was Jennifer L. So, <sighs> I guess I'm going to say that this gets like a, like a seven. Seven, uh. Seven Russian bridges at a at a, <laughs> at a ten. Seven Leningrad. Excuse me, not Leningrad. Saint Petersburg bridges. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of what I wanted to, <laughs> to to do as my increment or like my my items. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I 
Mm, I give this one five. Uh, five, a, a good half. Uh, five Churchills out of ten Churchills. Churchill wasn't even. <laughs> Se- seven goobs. Yeah, goobs. That's, that's all. Uh, that's all I got. Oh man. Oh man. Um. Well, if well, you. If you... <laughs> <laughs> You say it. You say it. No. Okay. Well, if you want to uh, send us a message, we'd love to hear from you at our emails, and they are all by the popcorn at pot all by the popcorn podcast <laughs> at gmail. <laughs> Be quiet. It's late over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go. All by the at gmail dot com or all by the popcorn at gmail dot com, and uh, we'd really appreciate. A rating and review on both SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. That would be very, very nice. And to get and... notifications of future episodes, make sure to follow our Facebook page. Search All By The Popcorn Podcast on Facebook and like, like and follow and all that jazz. And you can follow on Twitter. Our handle is at By The Popcorn. And you could also follow Instagram. Our handle is at All By The Popcorn Podcast. Yep. If you got it, I think you got it. I think it was all of them, right? I think I think that was all of them. And uh, we really appreciate you all listening, and stay tuned for the next indie episode coming yes. in maybe a month. I don't know. And also, I'll be there with you. That's right. We'll do the next one together. Yay! Yay! That was okay. That was so sad. All right. <laughs> Talk to you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.